Welcome to the Life Creation Podcast. I'm your host, Andrina Tisi. Together, we will explore thoughts, inspirations, and conversations that feed our soul, spark the mind, and nourish the body. Thank you so much for being here to learn and grow and for walking this journey called life with me. Welcome to the Life Creation Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And also, welcome to December. I'm actually recording this intro on the 1st of December. And here in Zurich, we woke up to the first snow and I so absolutely love it. It just has this magical feeling around it. And I always feel like a little girl again when I see the first snow. So in today's episode, I'm sharing a conversation I had with Sarah Santa Croce earlier in November, in which we talk about the paradigm shift we are currently experiencing in the world of work and business. I discovered Sarah about a year and a half ago when I was getting really tired of the pushy marketing approach that I've experienced in the past. Sarah practices a much more holistic approach to business and marketing and calls her way gentle marketing. After running a successful LinkedIn consulting business for 12 years, Sarah felt a earning to create a global movement that encourages people to bring more empathy and kindness to business and marketing. And as a hippie turned business coach, Sarah hosts the Gentle Business Revolution podcast, is currently writing a book and works with heart-centered entrepreneurs all over the world. So with no further ado, listen in. I'm really excited to share this conversation with you. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for being here on my podcast. So good to have you. So happy to be here. Can't believe this is happening, you know. <laughs> so, so happy for you that, yeah, you came true. Like, it's like, wow, it's for real. So awesome. It is real for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so to start off with, I ask all my guests just a few this or that questions. So you can completely answer them just very spontaneously and just as they come. Fun. Let's do it. City or countryside? Countryside. Mac or PC? PC. Card or board games? Neither. Mm, <laughs> okay, That's board fair. games. Okay, board games. <laughs> Classical or modern art? Modern. Roses or sunflowers? Sunflowers. Very good. Thank you so much. That was fun. It's so good how you come up with those. That, that was fun. So I'm really excited to dive into some trends and tendencies you see for the world of business in 2021. But before we do so, I'd just like to... <laughs> Just see a little bit where we are actually right now and what brought us here. 
So I'm not sure if you remember, but maybe last December or this past January, what did you think 2020 had in store for us in the world of business? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it feels like ages ago, January 2020. <laughs> it feels like everything pre-COVID. Uh, yeah, it's like a lifetime ago. You know, I was really excited. I think together with a lot of people, I was really excited about the this new decade. And there was, you know, a lot of, yeah, news about uh, the change of the decade and what that means. And, and I do also think that there were signs that were going towards a, a paradigm shift. So I was really excited, uh, to be honest, with... Um, 2020 coming in, I had big plans for the business and I was really seeing things changing. And then funny enough, on a personal level, already things changed and my priorities had to shift. My my eldest, um, who's in the gymnasium, he high school he he had a burnout at school and so uh, already in January uh, that kind of put my plans upside down because I had to really take care of his needs and so he dropped out of school and, and decided to do a, a, a year uh, break from school and so I, already I was like wait a minute universe this was supposed to be like the year and you know all these big plans and now you want me to what take care of the family I thought I was done with that <laughs> and so already that shifted and then you know obviously COVID happened and we were all in lockdown and and all the family was back at home and I found myself cooking twice per day <laughs> and so I was like oh okay so Things have changed, and here we are now. Uh, they just announced in uh, in our canton in Vaux that there uh, is going to be another lockdown, and uh, yeah, it just kind of like completely different, I would say, uh, from what I expected this year to be. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Do you think that certain things? were going to happen anyways and COVID just accelerated those? Yeah, I love this question. Yes, I I, I really believe so. So um as I said, I, I did have big plans and it's because I saw signs everywhere that we were ready for this new way of doing business. Um, and so it felt maybe like a step backwards, right? My business is mm -hmm. doing like barely anything this year. It was a very slow down, but it it's almost like it, we had to go a step backwards in order to accelerate then going forward. So, so yes, I do think we, you know, some of the things would have happened anyway, or are going to happen and, and COVID kind of allowed us to, think about the importance of these things and and really prioritize those things in going forward so i'm i'm thinking about you know signs on a uh, leadership level um you know there's been books brene brown comes to mind dare to lead um where we are no longer agreeing with 
the leaders that we have in place now and, and that there needs to be an up level in leadership and more conscious leadership. Um, there's signs on a spiritual level. Like if you, you know, follow astrology or, or any of the spiritual um, kind of movement just a little bit, there are signs that we're heading towards a huge, massive change of society and the way we work together, the way we do business. And and so I don't think we COVID stopped that. I think actually COVID, like you said, gave us time to reflect in order to accelerate. And even, you know, we're, we're recording this uh, on the, the day after election in the U.S. And um, as you know, I'm not, I'm not American. I'm 100% Swiss, but I do work a lot with, with American. I just, you know, I just know that this will have a huge impact on the rest of the world. Um, but whatever happens with this election, it will accelerate what needs to happen after, right? Uh, so if, if, it, if it is Trump again, then the, the kind of the, the uh, opposition to that will have to accelerate and the, the movement against the, 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 the gripping to power and all of that has to accelerate even more. It gives us a reason to, you know, not give up and to, to um, accelerate even more. Yes, I think deep down there is also a big level of trust needed, like exactly what you said, right? That things will happen and this is not just quote-unquote bad, right? Which leads me into another question. You touched on it a little bit just now, but just what can we learn from this year and where do you see that there are opportunities? I think really what we can learn is this idea of slowing down in order to accelerate or in order to, um, you know, be sustainable. Uh, the other thing that we can learn or that I definitely am learning this year is, is the, the prioritizing of what really matters, what is important to us. And once we are outside of that trance that I like to call it, this trance where all we do is, you know, work, sleep, and eat maybe, <laughs> but uh, just like this trance that we're in and never actually take time to reflect, you know, what what really matters to us? What really matters? Do I have a job that is meaningful? Do I have created a business that is is aligned with my values and all of these questions? So I think that's what, um, yeah, that's what we're learning this year. And the opportunities is, of course, then paying more attention to those things going forward. So uh, really this shift of, also the other thing that comes to mind from, individualism to collective thinking so yeah. rather than just you know surviving and and not just surviving but but striving towards more material goods uh going much more into collective thinking and we now know it needs all of us to you know change the world and and, and change the direction that we're heading towards and and that includes business because if we 
are in uh, our own business, so we we decided to be entrepreneurs, then we really can use that not only to, you know, create sustainable lives for ourselves, but really also to make an impact. And that's what I talk a lot about in, in gentle marketing. It's it's not just about, you know, being gentle, but it's in using em- empathy and kindness to, you know, create more connection and to create a better world for us. So beautiful. And as you mentioned, you know, you work with clients all over the world. And even within Europe, you know, I think also this year, you know, the borders have become clearer again, you know, for a fact that at one point they were actually closed again. But, you know, even though in Europe, you know, we're pretty fast in other countries and we feel, you know, even in, for example, the German speaking countries, we feel very similar, but I do feel there's differences. And then, of course, if we look further, you know, you mentioned, you know, the States, you know, we know there is Asia, um, do you feel there is, I don't know, is there a difference between the continents or the, the, the countries even within Europe, for example? Of course, right now it feels like that, so much so, because those who are in power, they still think with these boundaries in mind. Uh, the first thing uh, Trump did is like, let's close all the borders, not realizing that a virus doesn't care about borders, right? And, and, and it's not just America, all the European countries did that too. And, and it's, we need to somehow learn it, unfortunately, the hard way, realizing that this, there is no more, you know, boundaries or, or, or borders. And, and I even think I, we could go a level beyond that and talk about political parties and realize in the end, it doesn't really matter whether, you know, you're left wing or right wing or Democrat or Republican. If we all care about the same things, it really doesn't matter which way you're voting as long as you're voting, you know, in order to save this planet, I think that's that's what matters now. And right now, it doesn't feel like we're there yet. But change doesn't happen unless things are really, really bad. So I think that's where we're at. And how do you think in terms of businesses? Like, for example, a few weeks ago, I heard on the radio that here in Switzerland, this year, there were more than usual businesses founded. So the number is way up. And I was actually surprised to hear that. And do you think that's a trend that people are, I don't know, getting more creative and and doing their own thing? Um, Yeah. Or do you think it's just, I don't know, this year? Mm. I I think the tolerance level has changed with people. So people are no longer interested to put up with a bullshit job in a corporate that they don't care about. I think that's what's changing. And so they're, because they had time to reflect upon these things and and realize, what am I really doing? Like, you know, this job is actually quite pathetic. Um, 
and maybe that's why there were more um yeah companies founded also we're, we're really in this bridge time where i think a lot of innovation is going to happen so these are tech companies uh that are getting founded now and that hopefully within 10 years come out or or even before now everything is accelerated so things can happen very very fast and so they're getting founded now in order to come out with you know things that we can't even imagine now like uh, curing cancer and all kinds of data um based uh, technology that we our mind can't even go there now and and so that's also probably some of these companies are are very tech oriented that are being founded now interesting yeah true and that leads me also into another question is that you know with done so much online and virtually this year more than ever especially i think for us here in switzerland we've been a little bit behind maybe from for example north america in terms of online stuff but i'm sometimes wondering like is everything gonna just be online moving forward or is there still like the in-person business you know even like if we look at way back you know the the sales people would go and visit their clients right you I would have client lunches when I work in hotels and then of course you know we talk about networking events or workshops or even conferences right right now this is mostly happening online so is that going to continue also because people realize that there is actually a broader reach. Like if I organize something in Switzerland, well, somebody from anywhere can really join in. But what does that do with the human connection, you know, the in-person human connection? What do you see there? Yeah, I I, I really think it will come back. The, the, the human, so you can bring human connection in online stuff as well. Um, but I I do think people crave the real face-to-face connection. Um, so that will come back, maybe not, definitely not this year, um, actually, um, you know, depending when you're listening to this, but I'm, I'm, I think probably not in 20, no, most likely not in 2020, maybe not even in 2021. Big conferences, I don't know yet, but um, what will come back first is probably the you know the one-on-one meetings and those kind of small group workshops. They will definitely come back because people are are craving that human connection, especially in in you know very traditional Switzerland uh, in 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 the canton of Valais. I don't even know how how they're you know doing business without having a glass of wine <laughs> to sit together. So maybe they do it on Zoom. I don't know. Um, so. Yeah, no, I think I think it will definitely come back. I don't know about the big conferences that might take some more time. Yes. And, you know, I can mostly also speak for myself, but I have a feeling that I'm not alone. <laughs> that at one point this year, we entered this state of kind of just feeling frozen. And even though we kind of feel and maybe also know what needs to be done, there is a feeling of overwhelm and 
non-action happening because we're in this frozen state. What would be your recommendation, you know, for somebody that is feeling this right now? What can we do when we feel this frozen and overwhelmed and not knowing what to do next? Yeah. It has a lot to do with permission and acceptance that things are just the way they are right now. Um, it also makes me think of this idea of being and doing that I often talk about in entrepreneurship. And and right now, it will change. It, it will change quite soon, actually, like towards the end of the year, beginning of 2021, there's going to be a different energy again where we can feel more like doing things again. But right now, as we record this in uh, November, it's the time of just being and accepting that things are difficult. And, and um, you know, even business-wise, usually uh, November, December are the planning months, right? So we're all there juggling numbers and thinking about how am I going to make this number next year and all the things that I'm going to plan and speaking events. Right now, you you can't plan anything. Uh, I mean, even if you do plan, it's just going to, you know, create frustrating energy. So it's it's really letting go of that idea of having power over what happens and and just embracing the what what is. I think also what comes to mind is is. Again, what I talk a lot about in gentle marketing is letting go of the shoulds. Yes. We have these shoulds in our head all the time. And I should be, you know, planning for next year. I should be uh, already scheduling all my workshops. I should be, you know, looking into Facebook ads, all these shoulds. And I think they create just more frustration and, and more anxiety. So instead, I say focus on the joy. So what what brings you joy and focus in on that, that kind of energy. And and actually with a friend we were uh, discussing the other day, like how can we measure our success? And even the word success, I put that into brackets. Um, but how can we measure our business success in joy rather than in numbers and income? I love that. So uh, really just figuring out that it's, it's, you know, all about what makes you feel good in your business, because again, it's your business. And I'm, I'm, you know, obviously still saying, yes, there needs to be a way to create a sustainable business and you need to make money, but can you do it in a way that's joyful and that doesn't feel like you should be doing all these things that then lead to overwhelm. That's why I love your approach. <laughs> Thanks, Andrina. And I was going to actually ask you about the, you know, to explain a little bit that, I guess, term of the doing and the being. And so you quite um, got into it already, which is beautiful. And explain, and I think, what happens is too, is that the doing gives us a sense of control. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And with this year, 
you know, we can really practice of allowing to let go of control because we can't. Yeah. I think then maybe in our small world, we're trying to do even more because we're trying to grip that sense of control a little bit because we don't know what's happening next week. And then to really embrace the being that's not, you know, it sounds easier than it is for me anyway. (laughs) So what tips would you have just really practical stuff that we can do to embrace that sense of being in our business? It makes me smile because obviously the being there is no practical to-do list <laughs> to, do, to be more. But that's where our mind goes. It's like, just totally. tell me how to be more. Totally. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it's this, it's the inner work. It's the, you know, it's the limiting beliefs. It's the shadow work. It's, it's really going in deep and feeling. And so is that practical to do that? I don't know if it is, but there is there is no, you know, let me just check that off and okay, that's done. Obviously, I could tell you do yoga, do meditation, do, but then it becomes again this doing where I feel like, oh, I've done my yoga, so I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be more. It's not how it works. You have to actually not do yoga, but be yoga in a way almost. I, I don't know. You, you, you tell me, but that's how it feels like for me. Absolutely. I mean, it's not about the result, right? Yeah. It's not about how flexible you are or how high you lift your leg, but it, it's the inner state. And, and so it's unfortunately... Um, Again, our mind wants the checklist and, and, and yeah, there is just, just no shortcut. <laughs> I actually love that. It just comes to my mind, you know, a lot of times when I teach, I, I say that. I was like, how does the pose feel? You know, not, is it right or wrong? Am I doing it correctly? Mm-hmm. And you know, similar to what you said when you were talking to your friend about measuring, you know, the success in joy, you know, how can we, you know, look at our work, our business in a way of how does it feel instead of is it right or wrong? Right. Right. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Because we are often seeking confirmation from the outside and that's why we say am I doing the right thing this person is doing that in marketing I should be doing that because they say they found success doing that and so we look to the outside world and say you know how can I find their success where in fact we should be looking inside and say what feels good to me and you know Maybe my definition of success is completely different from this other person's definition of success. Yeah. So, you know, we've talked quite a bit about also, you know, being, having our own businesses, self-employment, but also how is it for people who are actually employed? Is it similar I I don't have enough um, data, if you will, um, 
but I know of the my friends, you know, who who are employed. I do think similar reflections came up for them. Again, it has to do with that tolerance level. It has to do with just having more time also to be rather than just do all the time. So I I do think there is going to be a total switch in perspective. And again, people are just not going to be willing uh, anymore to put up with you know, useless meetings. For example, I see with my husband is like always in useless meetings. And so people are not going to, you know, put up with that anymore. Is it going to happen immediately? No. You know, a, a lot of people still have to um, kind of deal with the job they have now, but it's, it's this value um, set that w- is now changing in people's heads. And, you know, for the next job they're going to be looking for, they're like, you want me to do what? Commute for one hour and just to sit there and useless meetings all day? Uh, no. Can I work from home? Can we, you know, find a deal? So, so I do think there's a a big, um, yeah, really change of perception and change of paradigm happening also in the uh, in the corporate world. Yeah, I think definitely the whole aspect of home office, right? I think that's definitely what we're gonna see more and in various forms right yeah and and if you even expand that and you know think about the way our society now lives in terms of cities and countryside um up till now the young generation they all had to be in the city because that's where the jobs were well if we look at working from home, then all of a sudden it becomes actually, you know, doable to live outside of the city, pay cheaper rent and still, you know, be part of the workforce. And also I think this, this younger generation is much more interested actually to be in tune with nature, which is kind of what they're missing right now in the city. And maybe they've seen it a bit more, uh, during the lockdown because they got more time to spend time in nature. And and so if you give them a choice to live in the city or maybe live outside of the city and, and you know, not commute every day, uh, I would say that a, a big part of the, um, big part of the people would actually prefer to live outside of the city as well. Yeah. Do you see that already with your kids as well? They're too young. They're 14 and, and, um, and 16, 17. Um, they're too young to think about those questions, I think. But it's, it's the generation that's like, you know, 25, I think, right now. Those are the questions that they're asking themselves. Yes, and I also think, and I mean, that has been a trend for a while. But I do think that... And you touch on that as well, is the, the meaning behind our work, right? It used to be like, you know, I mean, that's like, but even like for, for example, my, my parents' generation or even more, you know, it's, it was just about, again, like the doing, right? Like just get a job and be successful, and make lots of money, right? That's not, that's not what counts anymore. People want more meaning behind their work. Exactly. They'd much rather take a a part-time job and earn less and, you know, having this 
life, work-life balance, even though I don't really, I think that term has been overused, but they would rather, you know, have more to free time to spend it on things that matter to them. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, lots of really good information, lots of insights, especially with the yeah, the, the whole being aspect of being in, in our businesses. If there's anything that um, we've not maybe touched on, any trends and tendencies that you see for businesses, whether that's, you know, self-employment or employed, um, is there anything else that you think that 2021 without, of course, <laughs> knowing really the truth, but, you know, just what you see. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know about 2021. Again, this is still a, a really a bridge time, but but I know for the next five years, I would say, that we're heading towards more consciousness, uh, whether that is on the client side or on the entrepreneurial business side, uh, there, there is an increased consciousness, um, or there is an increasing consciousness, and but that, by that I mean also more right brain thinking and activation. So people not just making decisions with their analytical brain, but also with their creative brain. So that means a creation decision. So how they create their products. Do they focus on sustainability and, you know, connection with uh, nature and, you know, respect of uh, the workforce and all of that? And also from the conscious um, client perspective, it's like it's not just the cheapest anymore that matters. So they're not going to just buy the cheapest product. They are going to buy a product that they find valuable and hopefully also that, you know, makes an impact and that somehow helps going towards a, a better world. I really think that's what we're seeing increasingly. Um, again, I talked about technology. I, I really also have big hopes for new technology coming out and and technology also that again, is is not just black and white data, but that can eventually also measure kind of what we think of now as like heart-centered data. So yeah. eventually maybe we'll, we'll have a tool that measures joy, um, you know, in our business. Like I heard uh, a story on, on Twitter that they are actually measuring happiness on Twitter and they can do that by you know, I don't know, I guess measuring the tweets and see what kind of language is used and all of that. So that's, in a way, people are so afraid of AI, but AI can also be used for really good things. And and so that's another thing I'm, I'm, um, I'm seeing. And, and then I really think also what COVID has done is it has kind of reduced the gap between the professional life and the personal life. Yeah. So what I see is like they have kind of not merged completely, but the gap again has been reduced. And so it is now okay, you know, to talk about things that go on in your family 
in a business situation. It is now actually even okay to talk about things like, you know, spirituality even in a business conversation. And so these worlds will keep on merging closer and closer together because we are just, like I write about in the Gentle Marketing book, we're done with wearing this mask where it's like, oh, I'm, you know, business Sarah, I'm business Andrina, and I have to like pretend to be something that I'm not. And and now I take off my mask and now I'm personal Sarah. So yeah, the, the, the merging of those two worlds. And, and that's, that's exciting for me because it means it, it's a holistic way of, of living, right? We're, 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 we're always bringing our whole self to, to our personal relationships and to our business relationships. Yes. And, you know, you saying that makes me also think again, you know, back to that home, whole home office aspect of, I mean, I remember, you know, visiting my dad in his office, you know, this is, it was like, always like kind of a big thing and you're excited and you go, but if that kind of falls away, it's much more natural to actually see children, you know, how their parents work or even as a as a couple you just work but you have lunch together and you know I don't know it can something be really beautiful because it's much more natural in a way than just separating it yeah exactly very good thank you so much Sarah for all this amazing info so good and you have some really cool stuff happening. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about that? You touched on quite a, some of them. You mentioned the book, for example, but I know you have some other things. So tell us. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity to share. So I've actually taken this strange year to to write a book. And um, the way I think I can make a tiny difference is by talking about marketing, the shift from hype marketing, uh, pushy, manipulative marketing to uh, what I call gentle marketing. So that's a marketing that's based on the human connection, on empathy and, and kindness. And so that's what I'm talking about in the upcoming uh, Gentle Marketing Revolution book. And right now, as we're releasing this, I'm... Um, doing something completely new and exciting and, and different. And that brings me joy. And it's uh, a Kickstarter campaign. So on Kickstarter, um, Kickstarter is a place where creatives uh, can put their work. And then basically you can think of it as a pre-sale of the book in order to get the money to then do the project. So that's what's going on right now. And if your listeners are kind of like, oh, I'm curious about that, then then they could go over to sarasmancroche.com forward slash Kickstarter. And maybe I'll put the link in the show notes as well. Absolutely, my, of course. My name is kind of hard to spell, but yeah, it would be fun to to see some of your listeners over there. Yes, absolutely. We'll put the link, of course, into the show notes. Sounds exciting. And of course, I'm really excited about your book. <laughs> And you also have um, a free one-page marketing plan on your website. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, so that is the um, gentle marketing mandala. So what I did, I thought about the seven Ps of marketing. 
and then had this epiphany that they had to be organized in a mandala because a mandala is basically a holistic way, again, to think about something and uh, also a creative process. So uh, people can download that, uh, sarahsnacroche.com forward slash one page, number one in page. Perfect. And we'll also link that below. And we'll also link your podcast, of course, because that's also how I found you. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. That's true. Yeah, the gentle business revolution. And uh, yeah, there I talk about marketing, but also just about business and life, because as we've seen, they're all together. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I did a, a cool little series for self-care over the last few weeks. Yeah. So thank you again. And last but not least, as we are here on the Life Creation podcast, and Life Creation means how all aspects of our life are creatively intersected and influenced by each other. So Life Creation is about connecting the dots so that our whole beautiful artwork of our life can emerge. So for you, do you have a quote or a mantra or a life motto that guides you and that would you call your life creation? Mm. Um, I have two quotes on my desk and depending on my mood, I, I switch them. <laughs> and so what is really guiding me this year is this one. Waiting well means staying peaceful in the present while looking forward to the future. What a beautiful way to end. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Andrina. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much for listening into my conversation with Sarah. I'm super curious to hear what resonated with you and what your takeaways from this episode are. When I listened to the recording again, I also thought of the book Wintering that I just started to read. It talks about the power of rest and retreat. I will link it in the show notes for you, as well as the amazing book Sarah Mentioned by Brené Brown, Dare to Lead. And of course, all the links where you can find Sarah, her Kickstarter campaign, the Gentle Marketing Mandala, as well as her podcast. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to send it to your friends, your family, and whoever you think could benefit from it. This is how we all get inspiration when we get information sent to us or see it on social media. And of course, a stellar review over on iTunes and those magic, beautiful five stars mean the world to me. Thank you so much for being here and for walking this path with me. Mm -hmm.